What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. If you are new to the channel here, my name is Brandon, joined by my father, Mark. As always, we do have our investing academy as that first link down below. But today's video is gonna be talking about the whole situation we have going over in Ukraine, Russia. Actually, more importantly, I think it's, how does this type of event impact us as investors? And that you've lived through this probably in multiple occasions throughout your life. Yeah. And that's kind of why I wanna hear your thoughts and your perspective mm -hmm. on maybe looking back at a little bit of history, maybe looking at the current events of what's happening and how we should position ourselves as investors. Uh, before we get started, how are things going over there? Uh, over in Russia or here in Powell River? I was thinking Powell <laughs> River because uh, that's, uh, yeah. Th things are good here in Powell River, thanks. Yeah, really beautiful sunny day. Just got back from a bit of a walk and uh, ready to chat about what's going on in the world right now. Yeah, well, like, let's keep this one short and sweet, kind of cut sure. to the point, but hmm. maybe, um, like, what should we start off with here, Dad? I, again, I just want to hear your thoughts. Well, I think as we were sort of preparing for the video, I've kind of think there may be two sections. First of all, kind of a recap of what's happening right now. We don't have to go into the fact that there's a war. I mean, everybody knows yeah. that. I think from an investment perspective is what uh, economic impact I think is the biggest thing uh, from a global perspective, um, where, what parts of the world that will hit on. So maybe sort of a, a recap of that or just sort of an update on that. And then uh, what I think I could speak to is... Like you say, I've been through this before and different geopolitical events, and I'm going to call this a geopolitical event of quite magnitude. So look at similar types of things that have happened over the last number of years and how the markets have reacted. And, and uh, I think that would be valuable, especially for people who haven't been through events like this before. So maybe some younger investors or you know more mature investors who haven't invested for that long. So I think that's probably where I can add some value today, Brandon. I love that. Well, hey, why don't we start with that? What what should the viewers, the audience know about Russia? I mean, I, I don't invest in Russia directly. I don't think yeah. many of us do. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe some do. And maybe through some international ETFs, you got that exposure. But maybe start with some notable things about Russia that I think is may kind of set the stage. To your point, I've never invested directly in Russia either. I've never invested in Ukraine directly. So it's not a market that I follow, but uh, they do have uh, some impact. Uh, Key point, the impact that they have directly is certainly more European focused or it impacts Europe far more than it will here just because of their mm -hmm. trading relationships. Just like, you know, we trade more with the U.S. So an, uh, an effect and an impact on either of those countries would affect the neighbors more. It's no different over there. Um, just put together a few facts here that um, people might find interesting and are relative, uh, relevant rather to uh, what we're going through right now. Um, you've heard a lot of talk about the natural gas impact and, and energy mm -hmm. and, and one of the biggest um, repercussions we're seeing globally and we've seen this you know since the since the invasion kind of started formally or even leading up to it is the energy spike that we've seen the price in oil but also natural gas and um, in the uh, you know from a global perspective Russia has about a 17% supply of the natural gas but really really importantly in um, Europe or in the UK mm -hmm. It's about 40% or so of the natural gas supplies that go there. So when we think of this price shock and we think of the impact on the equity markets, because that's what most of us are uh, sort of focused on here, um, that's where we're going to see um, uh, the biggest um, mm -hmm. effect, I think. Uh, m many people who even are based here in Canada or in North America will have uh, you know, European ETFs, perhaps, or mutual funds that have exposure to Europe. So that's probably where the biggest, you know, effect will will uh, come into play there, Brandon. Um, mostly, I mean, we talk, we look at Germany, we look at, uh, you know, we, uh, through our uh, portfolios, and personally, I invest in um, uh, Unilever, for example, 
European company invest in companies like Nestle and, and a smattering of others. So we will have a direct impact that way. Um, but there, as far as they're going to impact us here in Canada, the biggest thing is going to be uh, it's oil is a, oil supply mm-hmm. is a global thing, and uh, the and Russia supplies around just over ten percent, I think, of the of the global oil supply. So we've seen that impact, and it's obviously Canada is a very very energy based oil based. Uh, function and when we look at our economy rather when we look at the returns since this whole thing has come we look at the diversion between Canada and the US where our energy companies have done quite well through this held up the TSX um, so that is a um, you know something to consider if you have a lot of exposure or no exposure to those sectors uh, the last thing I would say also uh, from a, a trade perspective is about half of global fertilizer production comes from mm. the Ukraine, um, or sorry, from Russia. And so, uh, again, what impact that will have on us directly here, uh, not really sure. These are just some of the key areas that if there's going to be an impact on us, Russia, yeah. you know, those would those would play play out. No, um, no question, yeah, Ned. But I was just going to say, from, from, from kind of keeping up to date, there's no question that top of mind, it is the energy. It's the energy space that's really uh, the talking points. That's what you hear about, and it makes sense. Um, yeah. They are a big supplier, again, mainly to Europe. Uh, we came across some stuff, and I didn't know this prior, but they're actually pretty big in the, the chip space. And yes. uh, yeah. palladium being the, kind of actually the major uh, component of that. But uh, Russia, for those that don't know, I believe, what, what's the exact numbers on that, Dad? I believe about 20% of global palladium mm-hmm. comes out of Russia. And uh, I think Kazakhstan, Russia and Kazakhstan um, have that supply chain there and uh, a big part of no actually it's just russia i think that has the the palladium there and uh, of course there's already a global shortage yeah shortage. just more fuel to the fire <laughs> yeah 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 so uh and that that can have a direct impact you know when you look at you know obviously we've been grappling here and around the world with inflation and when the, i guess the the most direct correlation to what we're doing here is when you look at the 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 combination of uh, with this energy crisis that's going to drive up energy prices which is inflationary mm-hmm. uh, and you're also going to have you know with the prices uh, with inflation going up that decreases purchasing power so you have that sort of dreaded combination of the rising inflation you have the weaker demand and there's no economic scenario where that's a positive mm-hmm. thing right so 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 no yeah. question, and I think that you, as you mentioned, there's kind of two components to this on an economical level, like what's actually happening out there. Th- there are impacts. There are absolutely going to be impacts that we may feel here, we will feel here, but that we do kind of put a separation between what's happening in the stock market, the share price. We try to correlate that up to like how is this actually affecting us and impacting us. Mm-hmm. I I would say from an impact perspective, um, we're going to see volatility. I mean, we have seen it spike. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see it continue to to be quite. I mean, maybe watch the VIX as an indicator of, of the volatility, and it will at some point, of course, you know, come back down to a more normal range. But that's one thing to watch. Uh, and again, I'm just going to reiterate for a second. I do expect directly European companies and the European economy to be hit harder than North America. But it's a one mm-hmm. big global marketplace right now, so of course everybody's affected. Mm-hmm. Any other sort of things that you were thinking of, Brandon, that that uh, would play into that narrative or? Well, no, I'm just trying to kind of pinpoint these things from like, you know, clearly the stock market has, has been, you know, shaken up, but, and and I mean, it's actually been shaken up a little bit even before this actual invasion happened. The markets have just been shaky in general based, based on the, like, it's kind of uh, they're, they're kind of overlapping in a sense. This may just be a catalyst that's kicking, kicking things up a notch, but you know, 
again, I'm trying to piece this together because I'm thinking back to previous previous mm. wars, previous um, you know uh, situations like this geopo like geopolitical events. You know, th there's probably very similar stories we can we can talk about, you know, whether it is, uh, you know, going into Afghanistan or whatever the case is, there's mm. the same talks about oil, this and that. And, yeah. you know, there from the way I look at it and the way I think a lot of viewers can look at it is there's there's ways we can kind of play. We can try to play certain events that we feel are going to happen or we can just look at more broadly, like what happens during these times. And sure. I know we have a couple of slides that have at least over a couple of cases you in guys, the past yeah. events yeah. over the past have you know played out and i'm wondering if you're kind of expecting this to be a similar case again you can always pinpoint in each specific event you know this is an area that's impacted this is not but in general like like what should we expect out of the stock market and how more or less should we approach it as investors awesome question and well framed brandon because um whenever an event like this occurs uh, it, you kind of have to go back and learn from history you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes, as they say. And so learning from past events, and like you said at the outset, I'm, I'm fortunate, I guess, in a way that I've been around long enough that I've been through some of these. So, I mean, there's the visceral reaction where you feel, you know, worried in some cases. Um, you had mentioned that the markets were already declining. Mm -hmm. You know, a year mm -hmm. to date, the markets are down pretty significantly. Um, in fact, as of one day, I think it was probably Wednesday of this past week, I mean, all of the major indices, the North American indices had fallen into correction territory. You know, with the, the sharp recovery the other day, they, they've come out of there, most of them yeah. out of the NASDAQ, I think. But they were on that slide. Now, this has exacerbated that. And so the question, the unknown is, well, to what extent is that going to make it worse, worse? Or is this just going to sort of be the final, uh, you know, final drill there and then things will recover? I did um, put together, I think, three charts that you can throw up on the screen, Brandon, about events that I've lived through and, you know, as an investor. And let's start off, I mean, with sort of one of the big ones, which is after the 9-11 attacks, so, you know, back in 2001. And if we look at this chart, um, as all of these political events have, you do see a reaction out of the gate. Um, pretty much all of these types of things. And we'll look at a few more in just a moment. But you'll see, you know, at the time of the attacks, a, a, a noticeable sharp decline. And there's the, the red line uh, indicates the Canadian, the TSS on this chart and the blue line is the S&P 500. So I just wanted to sort of see the difference the between difference, the US yeah. and the Canadian markets, but very similar, if you will. And on the bottom part uh, of the chart, the bottom half there, those lines are positive and negative days. So you'll see that the string of negative days and the significant negative days immediately following these events. And those are the lines for the um, S&P 500 there. Um, notably, as has been the pattern is when you see the bottom out, it, it hap these events typically uh, shake up the markets pretty quickly. Then once the dust settles, you see things recovering and we'll see this chart goes through till the end of 2001 and we'll see the markets had basically recovered uh, from that event at that point. Mm -hmm. um, little more recently than that in 2014, some of you may remember a, a similar circumstance to what's happening right now where Russia invaded Crimea. So maybe kind of like a carbon copy of what's happening now that was early uh, in 2014 in February and March. Again, if you look at it from a market reaction perspective, almost the same thing. You see a very, very short blip right at the beginning. And so if the left-hand part of this chart here shows in February, March, and the markets basically shook that off um, in pretty short order. Um, Canada, US markets acting a little bit differently, but pretty mm -hmm. much in tandem. And then if you look more recently in September of 2019, this was the, I'm going to say a terrorist attack uh, on the uh, Saudi Aramco oil fields. And we see that happened in, I believe, late October, late September in, um, 
in 2019. Again, you see the immediate reaction and then, you know, things just sort of shake it off and, and away, away we go from there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we don't know if this will be a repeat of history, <clears throat> but there's probably as good a chance of that as anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we continue, I do just want to say thank you to Inverse for sponsoring today's video. Inverse is a tool that's based right here in Canada. I use it as part of my research regimen and practice, which gives you all sorts of fantastic features when looking at the financials of different companies. The companies can be both US, Canadian, North American equities, you name it. They have a wide list. You can network within their community of investors, see different posts regarding around different stocks. You can even share and publish your posts if you like. Personally, for me, what I really like about Inverse is this interactive part where you can basically compile up all different types of data points that you want. It makes it so easy when you're researching and compiling your notes for a specific stock. What's best about Inverse is that it is completely free to use and will be going forward. Down below this video, I will include a referral link where you can go and sign up, let them know that I sent you. But thank you to Inverse for sponsoring today's video. Back to the video. I do, in one sense, Brandon, I understand why the markets react. At the same time, having been through this a number of times, if you feel comfortable and if you know we or if the big money managers of the world feel comfortable that we will work our way through this, I don't really understand the big sell-off in markets. It's very short-term looking. Mm-hmm. If you're a longer-term investor, um, yeah. Are we on the? Are we at the bottom now? I don't know, but I'm seeing this as a buying opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. I've been adding recently to my portfolio, mm-hmm. and I expect to be making some more purchases early this coming week. Um, yeah, and it's it, I, it. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I'm I'm in the exact same boat there, Dad. Like it's, you know, since since the news broke and since the markets have been selling off, there there hasn't been a second where I've been you know, worried or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, concerned about what's going to happen. I haven't, and again, maybe this is just the way I've been bred and the, the way my mm-hmm. mind thinks. And that's how I think a long-term investor should think there, there, there's no reason to panic from a stock market perspective or from our portfolio perspective. Uh, it's more or less an opportunity at the end of the day, again, whether it plays out as it has in the past, it's just, yeah, I, I'm kind of just approaching it as is. And it's funny. I was talking to one of my friends out of the dog beach the other day. He, he literally asked me, should we be selling out of our stocks now? Like, should we be selling out of our stocks and waiting to, you know, things get worse? And again, that's a com- that's a compilation of everything that we have going on in our market. And that, you know, it's so it's so common that you hear that question: Should I be selling out and waiting for the worst to kind of pass? Mm-hmm. That would never be a, an option that crosses my mind. That's just no question. There's there's that doesn't cross my mind. And especially when you look at some of the charts that you did. Again, not to say that we should expect that and that it's guaranteed. Of course not. Mm-hmm. But there's usually a little bit of a shakeup and then the markets do kind of correct and it, it ends up being an opportunity. And again, if we fast forward 10, 15, 20 years down the road, I like the fact that you started with, you know, the actual economic impacts. The, yes, they are there. But in general, you know, the way I look at it is that we're look, we're getting, you know, cheaper prices on some stocks uh, pretty much across the globe. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned and I reiterated that the markets had been on a decline. Um, mm-hmm. Gee, if you look back over the last number of months, so, you know, in 2021 of the videos that we did together, a sort of recurring method or recurring theme was the markets are pretty pricey right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we looked at mm-hmm. some S&P numbers and the Schiller mm-hmm. Index, etc. to see um, or some PE number rather to see where the markets were. And we were saying they look a little bit heated here. So, you know, be cautious and maybe build up some cash, etc. So that I think was occurring regardless of this. Yeah. So this yeah. has just compounded it. Um, but uh, yeah, you mentioned, Brandon, that you're not feeling panicked. And I, I guess, gee, it, to me, as an investor, I don't think you should be in a position where you should be panicking. If you're mm-hmm. panicking because of these type of events, 
you're not set up going in. If mm-hmm. you're prepared properly, if you understand what you're doing, I, I mean, I can you know de- beat a dead horse here, but you shouldn't be panicky. At, at best, you, you look at, okay, I'm going to look for opportunities here. Even if you just want to ride it out, it still should be okay. But if, you, if you're positioned properly going in and you know, good old fashioned, properly diversified, et cetera, and especially if you have built up a little bit of a cash reserve or build, you know, some fixed income, you can roll mm-hmm. into equities. This truly may be an opportunity. Saying that, are we at the bottom now? Who knows? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter if you own company XYZ and it's down 20% and you feel it's a good long-term hold and your due diligence says mm-hmm. buy it, you buy it now and it goes down another 10%. I don't care, like you say, 5, 10, 15 years from today, um, you're never going to pick that exact best day. Mm-hmm. Um, I did uh, throw up, uh, I, I prepared one other sheet here. It's a little bit longer and more detailed, but you know, maybe if you can put it up on the screen and, and it sort of goes through a, a bunch of other events like this going right back to 1941 with the Pearl Harbor attack and it shows you know the drawdown of the S&P 500 and you can see it's typically fairly uh, swift but then on the right side it shows days to recovery and there's some very very quick recoveries and mm-hmm. other you know other ones you know take a little bit longer but you know even Pearl Harbor was less than a year in days and I think that you're going to you know see um, mm-hmm. similar type of things and- here. Yeah. So again, I think just maybe to summarize, you know, the mm. if we look at this war event in and of itself, these are some of the things we can expect. But then you compare that up to just how our markets have been, interest rates rising. You still have that general concern. It's not that, yeah, you know, if, if we if this event had occurred during a, I don't want to say a normal market because the, the you know this is yeah. every market is a normal market in a sense. We yeah. have to expect it. But if there weren't these other catalysts and impacts. Um, you know, I would lean very strongly to say, you know, these numbers, the history does tell us, it tells us that it, yeah. probably things will shake up, will shake up at first and then kind of piece back together. But what you're saying is that the fact that our markets have been coming down a little bit already, this doesn't mean that we're at the bottom. It doesn't mean that there's not more to go. Um, mm. At least if I can maybe echo what you're saying, the war event in and of itself may not be a- as big of a concern to the markets as as I don't want to. I don't want to miss. I don't want to misspeak <laughs> here. But yeah, as, as people may feel in the in the moment. Yeah. But then when you compile that with where we are, just in our in our economy, in our world, and um, mm. kind of how things have been going, that doesn't mean we're out of the woods yet. And Correct. and hey, like you know, this entire past year, starting this year, since you know before this whole invasion, you know, we've just been a little. I've been. I don't know how to speak for yourself, but I've just been a little more cautious, just treading a little more carefully. I think for myself, that's going to continue going forward. Like, I mean. Who knows yeah. where the bottom is? We never do know. But what we do know is that if we're liking stocks at a certain value and there's ones that we do identify we like, absolutely, we either add or just dollar cost average in if that's part of your strategy. But I think that's honestly the way that investors should play it uh, if that, yeah. that's how I would look at it. I think that's a good summary, Brandon. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just kind of comes back to if you are a long-term investor, um, just you you have a plan to can regularly be adding to the markets uh, mm-hmm. and and... Uh, you know, this is kind of you can go to the you know time in versus timing the markets, mm-hmm. and time in the markets will win out. I think times like this, you can say, well, maybe put a little bit more in, or you know, just understand mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that strategy there without having any expectations that we're through the worst of it. Uh, but we don't, we'll never know until we go back. Just you know, have your plans, stick to it, and uh, yeah, just be an yeah. investor. Now, if you're if you're a trader, there's tremendous opportunities to make or lose money right now. You know, if you're if you're more of a short term. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look, you can you can <clears throat> dig a little uh, tighter on, on these different things that are happening right now. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, kind of. That's yeah. kind of my take on it, Brandon. As far as well, no, th- uh, what, yeah, thank you. For, well, thank you for sharing. 
Yeah, thank you for sharing your thoughts, Dad. I mean, I know I promised the video coming out Monday, so that's when they're, they'll be watching this. Mm, yeah. But no, I appreciate you kind of sharing your experience and what you've lived through and kind of putting together a few slides because I think it's very, very valuable. And I think we were targeting maybe a 10-minute video. I think we doubled that in length, but as usual, um, if you guys did enjoy and you, heard, you enjoyed the thoughts, a great way to show that is just by dropping a big thumbs up. Just drop a thumbs up on the channel. That helps so much. If you're not already subscribed, we post videos like this every week. And of course we have our academy down below. So I will remind you guys that if you are a Canadian that's looking for, we focus on Canadians. So Canadian market, not Canadian market, but Canadian audience. If you're looking for courses and training, we do have our investing academy and that is down below. You can learn about all the different programs that we offer um, that, yeah, that'll be linked down below. And um, yeah, dad, thank you so much for taking the time this weekend. Now this is normally where we would say, Hey, let's go watch some football, but it's done. So we won't be watching football today. Sadly. Next season, we'll just do <laughs> we'll just season. do nothing. Yeah, we'll just do nothing today. <laughs> Sounds good, Brandon. Awesome, Dad. Well, hey, thanks for sharing. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, and thank you guys all for tuning into the end of the video. Thanks, everybody. Okay, bye bye. See. You.